Welcome to Of Monsters and Crime, the podcast where you know exactly where you are every time because I introduce you in the very beginning. You're baffled when you push play and stare at the logo until I tell you where you are. Uh, Tonight I am drinking, well I drank about half a glass of rum chata. I had a truly and am currently drinking another one. Uh, taking it a little easy tonight, maybe participated in some 420 activities. Guys and gals, this is a real fucked up one tonight. So yeah, um, shout outs, I guess, uh, shout outs to the best, uh, five gang, boo thang, the whole gang gang. Um, let's see. We are into the last week of July already. Can't hardly believe it. Uh, happy birthday to all the Leos. We're now in the Leo. Um, the Olympics have officially started. Uh, the opening ceremonies, I watched a little bit. They're actually on right now. I'll catch whatever is still going when I'm done recording, maybe. Um, I'm going to try to watch some of the Olympics. I usually enjoy them. Uh, I like the gymnastics. I like swimming. I also want to check out skateboarding. Uh, It's a first time as an Olympic sport this year, so that's pretty cool. Um, Let's see. Uh, TV, movies haven't really watched a whole lot lately um life's been busy stuff's been busy um but we started watching i think it's called doomsday brothers it's on adult swim it's um really funny actually so check that out um shit i don't even know what else we've watched so i guess that's it for now Um, let me hear your recommendations. We've got some stuff lined up, just need to find, um, time, I guess, to watch those. Uh, I guess that's all I have for now, so let's get right into it. Uh, tonight I'm doing Ed Gein. That's right. Also known as the Butcher of Plainfield or the Plainfield Ghoul. A real fucked up son of a bitch. This was disturbing to write this one, but um, I got through it. I'm good. I'm going to share it all with you now. Um, And actually, here's what I need to say. Uh, Just from the get go, you know, if I was like, uh, like a real, like the real true crime people, um, now, this is true, guys. It's actually pronounced Ed Gein. That's right. But if I came on here and said, I'm going to do Ed Gein, everyone would be like, what the fuck is she talking about? So, uh, not the Germans, though. They'd be like, yep, I know that shit. Um, s- you know, like Ed Vagina 
God, that was dumb. Sorry, you guys. But I can say that. He's a serial killer, and I have no filter. So, yeah, it's Gein. Um, I'm probably going to keep saying Gein, though. Uh, that's just how it is. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, well, actually, it's pronounced Jif, not Gif. And it's like, well, good luck with that, because the world says Gif. I'm saying Gein, you guys say Gein, so that's that. Okay, moving on. Uh, there's actually this t-shirt that I saw, and it's uh, the state of Wisconsin, like the shape of it, and inside are Jeffrey Dahmer and Ed Gein's faces, and the shirt reads, this is Wisconsin, we eat people. That's a pretty funny shirt. Um... I think I might look around and see if they sell it, if I can buy one. I wonder how many weird looks I'd get if I wore this in public or to like a soccer game. I don't know if I want to be that person though. I probably would have at like 19, but I've changed. I've changed so much over the years. Now I'm like 69. Can't do that shit anymore. All right, so uh, Mr. Gein, Mr. Edward Theodore Gein, Gein, was born on August 26, 1906 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Now, that is like a two-hour drive from me. Um, I think a road trip there to check shit out, like, might be in the future. What you think, boo? Um, I've actually looked into this and actually uh, where everything is located is in Plainfield. It's um, where all the shit happened, which is about another hour east of La Crosse from me. So it's, you know, another hour onto the trip. Still not a bad trip, though. Um, I could stop at the hardware store and buy some antifreeze. Uh... It's the same hardware store that he bought from. Um, it's changed slightly from what I've uh, researched and seen, uh, but it's still there. Um, what else could I do? Uh, the tavern is gone, and if you have no fucking idea what I'm talking about, just listen to the story, and it'll all make sense. And maybe I should have... Um, not prefaced this story with this information, but I am, I did deal with it. Uh, so the tavern uh, is gone, but you can still film, find the driveway and the empty lot where he committed his first murder. Um, there's a few cemeteries in the area. There's the Spiritland Cemetery, and that's where he robbed at least one grave and tampered with two others. Um, he's buried at a different one. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but people often go to this one, the Spiritland Cemetery, um, searching for his grave. They just think that's where he's buried. Um, people have also reported paranormal experiences there, and they do believe that Gein's activities may have left the dead uh, restless in that cemetery. So I guess they're saying it's uh, 
haunted or uh, paranormal activities occur often at that cemetery. Uh, there's another one called Hancock Cemetery, where he also frequented uh, to attempt necromancy with the remains of the town's friends and loved ones. Um, weird shit. Uh, we will get into all of his weird shit in just a minute. I promise you. Um, so his house is gone. Uh, but the property is still there. And, uh, as far as I know, nothing has been built or, um, replaced the, uh, house that was once there. So it's just land trees. Probably. I think there's a gate there maybe. Um, so they did an extensive search of his property. There were no noticeable burials, uh, revealed uh, where he may have disposed of remains. However, I guarantee that somewhere beneath the surface of the bleak and overgrown property, I bet some of Gein's secrets may still be lurking and someone is going to find that eventually. Uh, so Plainfield Cemetery uh, is another cemetery in the area and that's actually where he is buried with his family and um they say he was buried at 3 a.m to avoid press i imagine it would have been crazy um and directly in front of the gene plot is one of a grave that he had once robbed so pretty ironic um so I guess we'll get into a little bit of background for his father, his mother, um, everything. Um, so here we go. Buckle up, guys. It's going to be a short ride. All right. So his father, George, was a timid alcoholic, while his mother, Augusta, was a puritanical lunatic. And together, uh, so... They canceled each other out, and they were great. They had such a happy family, um, obviously. Uh, um, he had an older brother named Henry, and he lived most of his life on a remote, isolated 155-acre farm in Plainfield, Wisconsin. And in 2002, uh, the population of Plainfield was 862, so not a lot. Uh, back then it would have been 14. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about his mother a little bit. She's, um, very, you know, kind of famous and well-known, uh, Ed Gein's mother is, he was super into her and her name was Augusta Gein. She, um, she was a devout Lutheran who hated her drunken failure of a husband, um, I looked her up, obviously, and she looks so nice, but then you look at her eyes and you're like, oh my God, like, uh, one of those, uh, pictures on the wall where like the eyes follow you. It's just her eyes, man. They're just super fucking creepy. Um, and honey, I've got bad news about Ed. I'm so sorry to have to tell you. Um, but man, her eyes are on fire. 
with the Lord. Uh, okay, uh, devout Catherine hated Catherine. No, Deve- devout Lutheran. Um, she wasn't Catholic. She wasn't Catherine. She was a devout Lutheran and hated her drunken failure of a husband. But, okay, she believed divorce was a sin. So instead of making her life better for herself, uh, she decided to make it awful for everybody else. Uh, It happens. Um, She became mired in misery and religious obsession, and she didn't want any outsiders influencing her boys. So after school, Henry and Ed had to come straight home, do their chores around the farm. They were not allowed to have friends or date, and their house never had electricity. Just imagine, like, growing up in candlelight. Like, oh, that's got to fuck you up, especially with Augusta's eyes. Ooh, gives me chills down my spine. Um... And you know, there was like a gnarly basement in there too. Like they probably had like three sub basements, just creepy as shit. Uh, So every night after dinner, she made them participate in a thing called Bible time, where she would read to them out of the Old Testament for hours about how the world was a bastion of perversion and profanity and that all women were instruments of the devil and uh, natural born horse, of course. Uh, or as I like to imagine her saying it, whores. They're all whores. Like a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old. Whores, I tell you. Mom, it's actually sex worker. Shut up. All right. Uh, now, this is super interesting. Uh, the census, census records showed that Augusta became pregnant with her older son, Henry, before she was married to George. Uh-oh. Which, back then, as we know, would have been a major scandal and maybe even was illegal. So she fudged the dates and got married before anyone realized what was going on. Um, she got a big old baby. One of those big old babies. Uh, who's the whore now, Augusta? Eyes, eyes, crazy eyes. Uh, okay, so, uh, okay. I slut-shamed Augusta. Good, that's out of the way. Do-do-do-do. Okay, little revenge on Augusta. Uh, so, Ed as a child was said to be quiet and effeminate. He had odd mannerisms, like laughing to himself in the middle of class for no reason. I mean, that's just like saying, please punch me at recess, you know? Um, He had a droopy eye, and the kids called him Milksop, so apparently they they did pick on him. Um, I don't know what that is, but uh, we'll just say it's real fucked up. It's just so mean. It's like you're soaked in milk or something. Like, must be a Wisconsin thing. We say it all the time, I guess. Milk sop. All right. So on uh, April 1st, 1940, Ed's booze bag dad died from booze. All right. 
Augusta was like, yay, I can finally be myself. Eyes. Uh, lost my spot. Um, do, do, do. I guess that's what happens when you try to improvise. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so to help earn money, the now closer to grown men, uh, they got odd jobs around town, like chopping wood for neighbors and babysitting. That's definitely odd. That's an odd job for Ed Gein. Uh, Ed Gein was a babysitter. It's weird. Uh Maybe there's an amazing fan fiction storyline for the Babysitter's Club, if anybody remembers that series of books. Um, like, are you sure you want Ed to be in the club, Stacy? <laughs> Claudia, he took the Babysitter's Oath. He gets to be in the Babysitter's Club. It's exactly how it would go. Um, anyway, now that his dad was dead... Ed could have his mother all to himself, which is what he wanted. He doted on her. He loved her. It was all about Ed and Augusta 24-7 to the point where his brother Henry was like, you guys, um, it's weird. Uh, He was bumming out. Um, He was starting to realize that maybe Bible time wasn't for him anymore And he actually started dating a divorcee who had kids in town. And he was like saying to Ed, like, what are you doing? This is so weird. Um, So then on May 16th, 1944, while Ed and Henry were burning some brush on the property, um, the fire that they started, I guess, did some kind of like back burn or uh, I don't know, a farm burn, you know, uh, I don't know what it's called. The fire got out of control. Um, so Ed ran to the sheriff and he was like, we need help to put this fire out. So they got back to the fire and the fire's out now, but they can't find Henry. Um, so when the sheriff asked, did you go check up at the house to see if Henry was back home? Uh, Ed just didn't say anything. So then they said, well, maybe we should search the property to see if he's still here on the farm somewhere. And oddly enough, Ed just led them directly to Henry's dead body, which was out where the fire was. Interesting, though, uh, he was face down on the ground and in a patch of scorched earth, but his clothes were not burnt in any way. So... um, They, of course, didn't suspect foul play, and the doctor said he died of uh, asphyxiation. So, sorry to you, Geens, we'll send you a fucking hot dish. And that was that. Um, So, at uh, Henry's funeral, Ed was reported saying things like, Henry would have been a great disappointment if he had lived. Like... (laughs) Play a fucking role for a minute, dude. Like, hold off for just an afternoon, Ed. That's all you had to do, just one afternoon. And he would say, well, it's just me and Mama now. Like, oh, Ed. So, 
a year and a half later, Augusta has a stroke and Ed is her nurse. He takes care of her day and night until she dies. And that's when he loses his shit. As we all know, um, and if you don't know, you're about to fucking know, uh, then he becomes the Ed Gein that we know and uh, love in a way that seems sick, but actually it's more fascination and interest. Uh, it's definitely not respect. We, we don't have to have dinner with him. We know he's a bad person. It doesn't make me a bad person. I don't love serial killers, mom, coworkers, friends, um, good friends who should understand me better. Like, you're allowed to have babysitter's club, but I can't have murder. That's perverted, but I don't say anything to you. Uh, so now he's a middle-aged man who has been isolated his entire life on a farm with no electricity and everything turned out fine. Uh, he's a man who believes that sex is bad, that women are bad, and that the outside world is evil. And I mean, is he wrong? I don't know. He might not, he might be right about that. Um, so the first thing he does is board up the three rooms that his mother used. So the entire upstairs he boards off and then he boards off her bedroom and like the parlor slash living room, whatever area, um, anywhere that she used to go, no one can go to those rooms and they were kept exactly as they were, uh, when Augusta died. Uh, until the house burns down. Spoiler alert! They fucking burn the house down. Um, when I read this story, they were like, uh, he was arrested. Like, everybody knows he's arrested. So I'm not spoiling anything there. Um, well, maybe I am. I don't know. I shouldn't assume. Um, and the talks that there were talks around town that he would that they were going to turn the house into a tourist attraction or whatever and like the next day it was burned to the ground and everyone's like i seriously haven't seen anything and i don't know what happened at all like, nobody knew anything it's the oddest thing um so ed starts buying what's called in many articles death cult magazines um also detective magazines and there was a magazine back then called Detective Magazine, literally. Um, that was basically a true crime magazine, but it was also like naked ladies and stuff too. Um, kind of want to check it out. Not like current issues. There's probably not current issues, but like vintage. Like it's vintage. I want to check it out. Um, I'm going to have to look that up. So he's getting into all the things that his mother said he couldn't look at, which obviously is what humans do. Um, he especially liked reading about Nazis and cannibals. Um, and apparently one night his neighbors invite him over for dinner because, you know, the mom of that family was like, Oh, I just worry about that Ed Gein sitting up in the farmhouse all by himself. So they invited Ed over for dinner. Well, it goes as you'd imagine. 
Um, Because, you know, he's never been around people and electricity. And they've also invited a female relative to be at the the dinner, which um, apparently Ed just stared at her like he was, uh, I guess, undressing her with his eyes. Or maybe one would say he was doing other things like skinning her with his eyes. Needless to say, uh, the dinner ended relatively soon, and a couple nights later, the young boy in the family wakes up. He's being held in a chokehold, and uh, the intruders whispering in his ear, asking where this female relative is right now. And uh, so the little boy tells his family, like, I don't know, that night or later, I don't know. He fucking tells his family, and then he says, I think it was Ed Gein. And they're like, oh, wow. And they never tell the police. (sighs) They don't want to be rude. Don't make a fuss. He's, you know, look, he's our neighbor. (sighs) So other neighbors report that they see Ed Gein just straight up peeping tomming right in their window. Like straight up peeping tomming all over town. Because he's not doing well with the socializing. So he's got to do the peeping Tom shit. And in 1954, a tavern owner by the name of Mary Hogan disappears. The police find blood on the barroom floor, and they did suspect foul play, but the case goes cold. And later, Ed hears the locals talking about her disappearance, and he kind of steps into the conversation, and he's like, oh, she's not missing. She's on my farmhouse right now. But instead, they're like, ha, 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 Ed, you fucking nut. Get out of here. Uh, old milksop over here. Um, him and his jokes. Uh, okay, so then three years later, on November 8th, 1957, a woman named Bernice Warden disappears. And she owned the local hardware store. And... Um, The hardware store had been closed all day, which was unusual, but most people in the town maybe thought because it was uh, the first day of deer hunting season. Um, So they were like, you know, oh, Bernice, it's a holiday. She's like, she likes to get a nice 10 point buck and come back to the fucking, I don't know. But her son, Frank, was also the deputy sheriff and he could not get a hold of her so he goes to the hardware store he finds the cash registers open and there's blood on the floor and when he looks at the receipt book the last thing that happened in the store was a bottle of antifreeze was sold to ed gein so a little while later they find ed at um, a grocery store and they arrest him they go out to the gein farm And they're in a shed next to the house. They find Bernice Warden's decapitated body, and it's hung upside down and dressed out like you would a hunted deer. Now, I mistakenly, mistakenly, mistakenly clicked on that fucking picture. It is... So, what... What he did is he went to the hardware store, he took a 22 rifle from the shelf and shot her with a rifle from her own store. 
and uh, when they searched the house, I'm just going to read you a list of what the authorities found. I thought that would be fun for everyone. They find uh, there's a pot of water on the stove, and inside it is her heart. And that's just walking in the door, friends. Uh, there's a wastebasket made of human skin. There, um, There's human skin covering several um, chair seats. Um, there's also skulls on his bedpost. There are skulls sitting around with the tops sawn off. Um, there are bowls that are made of skulls. Um, like he did skulls every way you could. He just really liked bowls too, I guess. Um, but what else are you going to do with a fucking skull? Like candle holder maybe or maybe stick mail like in the eye socket like oh I'm being insensitive now that was just that simply incorrect uh, he made a corset from a female torso skinned from the shoulders to the waist he made leggings from human leg skin just fucking got creeped out thinking about that one um he made masks from the skin of female faces and heads, and he had Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag, and he had her skull in a box, and he had Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack, and he had nine volve in a shoebox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's the outer pussy everybody uh, I know there's at least a f couple people who are like what's that is that like the elbow skin or is that like that thing in your back of your throat when you talk like uh, I need to get my vulva removed um, uh, of course there's the belt made from female nipples the famous belt um, four noses a lampshade made from the skin of a human face, fingernails from female fingers, and this is my, I'm not going to say the word favorite, but it's the one that fascinates me the most. Uh, he had a pair of lips tied to a window shade drawstring. So it's like, oh, that sun is too bright. Ed, what the fuck, Ed? What the fuck, man? I don't know. What do you think his Pinterest would look like? I bet that's a bummer. For real. Um, so when they question him, and, uh, oh, just so you know, they photographed all of these things. They sent it to the crime lab, got what they needed, and then it was all destroyed. So it could not get out. The everything destroyed. So if you're ever like, oh, I bought Ed Gein's nipple belt, you were conned because they were immediately like, this is the worst of human fucking existence. Uh, so it's gone, all gone. Um, when he's questioned, Ed Gein tells investigators that between 1947 and 1952, he made as many as 40 nocturnal visits to the three local graveyards. And Guys, remember, it's a town with like 600 fucking people and they have three fucking graveyards? Like, what's happening? 
um, he would go there and he would exhume recently buried bodies. So he would look in the obituaries and if there was someone that was a woman around his mother's age when she had passed, uh, that's what he was looking for. Um, oh, Augusta, you've done it again. Coming back into Ed's life. <sighs> How'd you guys like that one? Uh, he fucking Augusta, man, with her eyes. Uh, he would go and dig up that body or go and take a couple parts that he wanted. Um, he also made it a point to tell the police that he, uh, would return a lot of the jewelry. So like, good of you, Ed, like what a gentleman. He also said when he would go there and do that, he was like in a daze like state. Like, uh, no, really? You went sharp as a tack, I would think. So, okay, so. Uh, do, 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 do. Sorry, I lost my spot. You guys, this is the biggest paragraph with things like face, skin, and nipples that I've ever had to read. And I just don't know which nipple I was on. Um, so Ed is the reason that you get super scared when you watched Psycho, when you watched Silence of the Lambs, when you watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's all this fucking lunatic's doing. Because what Ed was trying to do was make a woman suit so he could be inside his mother's body. Uh... It's just an argument against reading out of the Old Testament, like straight into your child's face with no lights on and not letting them have friends or sex or anything, obviously. Um, let your child have sex. Like if, if, if I have one message to leave you with tonight, oh, Jesus, forget all that. Um, that was bad. Um, so Basically, he would put this lady suit on and put the face on and um, he would go into the backyard and he'd have like this incantation dance that he'd do in the moonlight. He was just fucking nuts and all alone way out in the country. Uh, so when the cops asked him if he had sex with any of the dead bodies, he said, no, they smelled too bad. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Suddenly you have standards, Ed. All right. And in that interrogation, he admitted to killing Mary Hogan, the tavern owner, because he was in the tavern and he heard her talking and he thought that she had a foul mouth and that she didn't deserve to live. So, yeah, I'd be dead. Would I? Maybe? Or would I fight him off? I don't know. Maybe I'd pull out a Bible and be like, hey, Ed, I can read a Bible too. Now you got to do what I say. So when interrogated uh, by a district, district attorney, he said, I quote, I started visiting graveyards in the area regularly about 198 months. Nope. <laughs> I started visiting graveyards in the area regularly about 18 months after my mother died. Most nights I would just stand and have private conversations with mama. Other times I couldn't make myself go home without raising one of them up. 
maybe on about nine occasions, I took somebody or part of somebody home with me. It was kind of an evil spirit I couldn't control. And he basically said the reason he did it is he had an uncontrollable urge to see a woman's body. Like, oh, Ed, like that's natural and normal and you don't have to make a woman's suit to look at a woman's body. That's, um, so this is a sad part. The um, Washara, I think it is, county sheriff, uh, Art Schley, he was the sheriff who was handling the case and he was the one who uh, was interrogating Ed Gein. So when he was um, uh, like listing off everything that they had, all this evidence, and Ed was just confessing to all of it very directly. Um, Art took Gein's head and bashed it into a brick wall. I mean, you know, that sounds about like the right reaction. You know, what else are you fucking supposed to do? So the judge decided, sadly, that there was no way that the confession would hold up in court because excessive force was used. And Art Schley died of heart failure before the trial even started. And he was only in his late 40s. People uh, often count him as another victim of Ed Gaines because it was so traumatic that he went through looking at all the stuff and being around it and having to go through that experience. I mean, Jesus Christ, I could not even imagine. Um, so he went to court. He was convicted. There was obviously an insane amount of evidence and they knew he did it. He didn't fight it at all. Uh, and when he was convicted, they told him um, that the locals burned his house down. Alleged. Alleged. Uh, like, oh, you're going to make a carnival out of this shit. Goodbye. Also, uh, there's no electricity in the house, so it's not like something sparked and burnt it down. So it was totally the locals. Uh, when they told Ed, he said, ah, it's just as well. Fucking Ed, right? What a milksop. Like, <laughs> fucking crazy Ed. He died in Mendota State Mental Hospital at the age of 77, and that is the story of Ed Gein. Uh, pretty fucked up. Uh, yeah, there were some pictures I saw that I didn't want to see, and just this whole thing was um, hard to write at night before I was getting ready for bed, I'll be honest. Uh, so again, thank you so much for listening and supporting me. Uh, email me at ofmonstersandcrime at gmail.com if you have anything to say, anything to share, anything at all. Just fucking write to me. Uh, and until next time, goodbye.